Hello, and welcome to the CLRS podcast, where we are covered by grace, living abundantly, redeemed by Christ, and because of this, we are completely sold out. The purpose of this podcast is to walk this journey called life together while lifting, inspiring, encouraging, and supporting one another with excitement and truth through this gift of community. Tune in every second and fourth Saturday for exciting, inspiring, real truth. Today's episode, we will be continuing our conversation on love, marriage, and relationships. I'll turn it over to Pastor LaVon. Ladies, welcome, welcome back to the CLRF podcast this week. I'm so excited for how we ended last week and how we're going to go into this week talking about being, having the right friends, especially when you get married. And then there's a second dimension to that when you become a kingdom wife, there is some distinction between how you carry yourself as a regular wife, as a single woman, and then as a kingdom wife and woman. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that topic. I'm gonna to turn it over real quick to Apostle Claudia to let us know what she thinks about the distinctions of those type of women. Hi, good evening. Well, when it comes to being a kingdom wife, that means you are actually, you're sold out for Christ and you're actually working ministry, whether it's in a building or you're working ministry from the street or wherever have you, but you are in ministry and you are on the battlefield for the Lord. I do believe the difference is you have to put God first in all things. Um, and with that being said, you can run a tight schedule when it comes to doing ministry and your family, your wifey duties. Let me just say it like that. Um, so it's very important that we streamline what's priority. Um, we have to make sure we have our schedule intact because somebody will go lacking and we wanna be obedient Obedient, we know, is better than sacrifice. So we want to be obedient and do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do when it comes to ministry. Um, when, when you say, ladies, help me with this. When, when we say, how, how can we, as wives, on the front line, Kingdom building, how can we better serve service our households when the Lord is telling us to do one thing through his Holy Spirit? He's telling us to do one thing, and then we have the demand of our home on us as well. How do we actually navigate through that? Um, I know we pray about it, but how do we actually come to a decision when it comes to that? Because I believe that question would kind of help us as kingdom wives, because um, we are all are on the battlefield for the Lord, will help us with understanding our next as being kingdom wives. 
and the demand that's on our home as being wives, mothers, grandmothers, and stuff of that nature. That is definitely an area where I am um, being refined in because I get tunnel visioned on things. So if I have something going on, that's where my focus is at. And then I forget cooking laundry. I get tired. I don't want, you know, don't want to do too much. Don't want to go nowhere because I've, I've been going, 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 going. So what has been coming up a lot and I've heard a lot of um, pastors and, and ministers talking about it now is in the kingdom, we have to learn how to um, do things in moderation. And, and the Bible tells us about that, like there is a time and a season and a place for everything. So we need to learn to strategize with the Lord. He, he's a God of order and he will tell us how to do it. It's when we take it on that we get in a frenzy, but when we allow him to do it and lead us and guide us in the right way and follow his path and his instructions because his way is perfect, then we get a more balanced way of living. So that means though, being disciplined. Like one thing about God that, that I learned, I'm not... I, and I'm, I'm stammering because I want to be more disciplined. And when I live a disciplined life, my life is more easier. But God is very strategic. He's very intentional. He tells you how to set time. You, he tells you to get up, set an hour for this. Okay, if you do your laundry on Wednesdays, if you set your prayer time and, and you stick to that, you will realize that it's more seamless then you just up doing everything going everywhere no you don't know what you're doing when you come in I'm trying to fold laundry I'm trying to cook now it doesn't work that way but if we have a strategy with God and we have boundaries even with ministry or with work we set limitations then it seems to function better like I you I cannot attend everybody's thing every time but then I had to start learning how to say, okay, Holy Spirit, where can I go to this? Where should I be going this week? Should I be resting? There's sometimes where he tells me, you don't go nowhere. You stay home and rest your body so that you can function next week for your family. So that's kind of how I manage it. So more so of listening. So it sounds like, right, um, listening to the Holy Spirit, um, when it gets to that point, because as a kingdom woman, um, I, I find it a lot of times to be hard. Um, you run into a disagreement um, with your spouse because you're telling them what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do and you kind of run into a, a disagreement. And again, as I said in the last podcast, um, you, you pray and I ask that the Holy Spirit speaks to him and kind of open up his understanding to what my assignments are uh, when they are given to me. So Pops, what do you, what do you think? Um, what are your intake on that as a kingdom woman? I definitely think that um, there's a time and a place for everything in each season. There's a reason that we should do everything that we do under God's eyesight as kingdom wives. Um, for me, um, we're all different, but we're all kingdom wives. But for me, I do understand that 
Um, I think I explained on the last podcast that we had that, you know, when you have single girlfriends that if you're kingdom wife, that there should be a limit to you hanging out with single women because single women are looking for something that we're not looking for because we, we're there, but they're trying to get where we are. So the majority of the time, if for whatever, whatever reason, if I'm somewhere with single women, if men know that those women are single and they don't really know who I am, nine times out of 10, they're gonna address me somewhat the same way they're addressing them because they feel as if, you know, um, you know, she's hanging out with single women. So where's her husband? Why is she not home with him? Or why is she hanging out with these young ladies? I've had men to address that in the past. Um, they would say, well, I see your ring, but I see you out with the single girls all the time. You know, um, where's your husband? Are you really married? Or are you just wearing this ring? Right. <laughs> and I have to help them understand that I am married, but I am an extrovert. My husband's an introvert. He doesn't mind me hanging out, but there are certain places that I just will not go with them. You know, I like to do dinner. I like to do birthday parties um, because with my circle of girlfriends, we have something that we do with all of our girlfriends. Every single birthday, we always celebrate each other. So that's something that we've been doing for 20 plus years. So it's okay to celebrate a birthday, but as far as hanging out, um, traveling. Every time they move, they want you to move with them, but you have to learn how to say, I'll pass, not this time. So I've traveled um, maybe once a year with my girlfriends that were single, but if, if, if it's a married couple or if it's a married woman, I'm more, you know, um, prone to saying, okay, well, I can go because my husband will feel more comfortable. So we have to make sure that things that we do, it addresses us as kingdom wives. And you know, for me, that, that was something I never paid attention to. Uh, um, is whether the woman was single or not. I always tend to function or focus, I should say, on how we get along. Because I have single friends, I have married friends, I have um, friends that are divorced and all of that. But the thing that separates me when it comes to that is knowing what's acceptable in my home from what's not acceptable. So my husband is, is very open and, and free. He doesn't give me a lot of restrictions. So I know that okay, it's okay for me to go to dinner. I can come home at a decent time. Um, it's okay for me to travel, but not as often as the single friend can. I may not be able to go with you every weekend to shop or something, but I may be able to go with you once in a while. That's kind of what you were saying, like setting boundaries on, on your friendships. And that's even with ministry or anything like that, like knowing the place and the time. And then one thing this year we've kind of fallen off from it because it, everything has like turned up times 10 in my household with all the different things and activities we have going on but we used to strategically like plan our date night and plan our events to make sure that my husband and me feel the connection like we are spending 
committed quality time with one another. And that is not for phones or Instagram or that is our time. When we go get dinner, we go hang out, we watch movies, we Laban and Todd's time. That's important when you have a busy schedule. You need to, we were talking about how God is a God of order. We need to learn how to even be intentional with our relationships, with our love life and our love languages and how we're communicating when we're busy and when we're tired. All of that needs to be a focus of ours as kingdom women that we are ensuring we're walking that word out in our life daily. Yes, you, you said something that made a lot of sense when it comes to the boundaries. Um, setting the boundaries when it comes to, you have setting the boundaries when it comes to uh, ministry, you have setting the boundaries when it comes to uh, mingling with single women as being a married woman. When you get to the point within your relationship, um, within your marriage and us, your husband has a problem with the single women that you may um, communicate with here and there. Um, say for like Prophet Samantha say, she, you know, she have friends, she has something, they do this, they've been doing this for the last 20 something years. So what do you do when you get to the point and your spouse is not in agreement with that? Um, how do you handle that? Do you just, I mean, you know, I know the first thing we're going to do is pray about it, but do you stop? Do you say, well, honey, you know, we've been friends for a long time. You know, I'm not doing what they're doing, but you know that saying, they say you're judged by the company that you keep. Um, so, so ladies, what do you, what do we do at that point? Um, if I could interject just a little bit here, I have some experience with that in my own marriage. Um, when my husband and I first started dating, uh, which is definitely different than being a kingdom wife, but when we were dating, my husband tried to share with me the difference between, you know, what married women do or what, um, how single women are and how when you get married, things are just different. And I just could not comprehend what he was talking about. But after we did get married and I saw the difference in, of course, the behavior of the single women as um, uh, Pastor Samantha was saying, that they're out there for a particular purpose that we're not out there for. They, they want to get caught. <laughs> You know, they want to be the catch. Um, they want to catch somebody's eye, you know, and, and so they're, you know, being more flirty and more, um, you know, given the winking and, 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 you know, being attractive and just going through the whole thing. But, and, and so, and guys find that appealing and that's why they come over and they think that, like you said, uh, uh, Apostle Claudia, that birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. So you're basically known by the company. So when they come over to the table, they think and you're one of them because you are with them. So when I finally got 
an understanding of what that meant. And my husband met one of my friends that I had. He could basically see right through her from the very beginning that she <laughs> was, was not the kind of friend he wanted me to be hanging around. And so he said that to me. And I said, but she's my friend. And he said, she's not good company. She's going to get into trouble. And so are you. So I would not recommend you hang out with her. And so he never really said, don't hang out with her. <laughs> but and, and I knew what he meant, mm -hmm. which was don't hang out with her. <laughs> and so I, I didn't understand at first, but because I know my husband is wise and because I respect him mm -hmm. and what he has to say, and I respect his wisdom and his um, understanding and just knowledge of people and relationships, I, I quit hanging out with her. And I'm glad I did because she did get into trouble. <laughs> you know what? I ha have um, been out with my married friends and all, all of us at the table, we're married. We still attracted the people to the table. I mean, we I've been in restaurants sometime and we're getting free food. We're getting drinks, appetizers, and we're married. We're, we're all married. So it doesn't have anything to do with being single. Because again, like I said, I never focused in on that issue. Like, oh, I shouldn't hang with single with you because you're single or married or not Christian or or anything like that. I have a I have a mix of people and who I interact with. Now I have had different people or different circumstances where my husband was like, I don't know about that particular person or that particular friend. And I'll be honest, I didn't always take his word because I'm like, what do you know about telling me about my friends? I am my own judge of people in captain. I know who I like to hang around. I know what you don't need to worry about me. I'm a big girl. And, and mm, sassy. Mm. The truth be told, though, over the long run, the closer <laughs> that I got to God, he did not bless those relationships. They ran into trouble. Just now that I'm having this conversation, it could be just because my husband wasn't open to that or wasn't feeling that or, or whatever, whatever people say now. But I did not walk kingdom in that regard as far as everything you say I just take it and oh I'm not hanging with her because you said that so is that wrong no I want to take I want no it is not definitely not wrong because uh, my husband has mentioned to me before in the past that if he gets any type of uh feel of a person, a female-wise, that's single or married, as a matter of fact, and he feels as if it's not good company for me, he'll say it, but he'll say it gentle, and it will be up to me to continue to hang around that person, but I, I don't think our husbands would tell us anything that would hurt us or harm us. 
they tell us things for our own good, but we can't see through it because those are our friends. So we automatically assume we're going to defend them because they're not their friends, but they're our friends. So we get an attitude, first of all, where we should really check ourselves because I saw you do the head roll. You know, us as African-American women, we love to, when our husbands tell us something to get that little head roll and you can't tell me what to do. That's my friend. And you know what? I was just talking to Apostle Claudia earlier today about something my husband told me about someone in the past. And I was angry with him because he said, that is not your friend. You will see in the long run, um, I can see straight through her. And I was like, adamant, like, this is my friend. And he's like, okay, hey, I can't tell you. When I tell you she hurt me so bad, And my husband did not want to come back to me and say, I told you so. But sometimes we don't want to listen because they see things that we can't see. Um, And instead of us doing the head rolls and, and saying, that's my friend, you don't tell me what to do. We need as kingdom wives begin to start listening because I was very hard headed until I became a kingdom wife. Now I listen more to what he has to say because they would never do anything to hurt us or harm us. And those are definitely the areas that the Lord began to deal with me on. When when I said, okay, I'm submitting to you, your attitude, you're too mouthy. And, And I said that last week, you're too mouthy. You're too, you wanna be too independent. I mean, he would always bring that scripture about the husband prefer to live on the roof than with that because of the nagging wife. I mean, that that scripture used to come to me all the time about you have to learn how to cultivate Mm -hmm. this atmosphere. And that's for kingdom wives. Do they cultivate an atmosphere where their husband can enjoy them? And you begin lining up with the Proverbs 31 type woman Woman. where they call you blessed and it's not about your outward appearance or or anything that you're doing but because you are locked into God and the Holy Spirit is flowing out of you into your atmosphere again back to then the things in your home begin to line up it begins Mm -hmm. to line up and that's the difference between being a kingdom wife and woman than just being a wife or a woman. Mm-hmm. There is an element of the Holy Spirit that helps you to coordinate and pull mm-hmm. everything together. And before you know it, even though you're going all over the place, your house is still kind of running because it's not your power, you know? So ladies, when it comes to, just to say with kingdom women, we're doing what thus said the Lord, the S word, submission. Submitting, because I, I believe the word submission kind of piggyback off of what you and Prophetess Samantha was just talking about in reference to, we, we listen to our husbands now because we're more into what the Holy Spirit is telling us and we want to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. But when it when we when it comes to submission, submitting to our husband as the head of our house. And then when the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit as well, 
but maybe our husband didn't get the email. So do we just submit and just, you know, just say, okay, well, I'm going to submit to my husband. I'm going to just stay right there. I believe a lot of, I could say, I know from my house, let me just talk from my house. I, I know that there are times with my husband, it's, I, I would tell him, you know, the Holy Spirit gave me this assignment and this is what the Holy Spirit, you know, this is the assignment. I kind of break it down and you, we know the Holy Spirit only speaks in parts. So he'll give you this part and he may show you the bigger picture, but may not tell you what you have to go through to achieve the bigger picture. So my husband may say, well, well, babe, no, I don't see that. That's not going to work out. This is not, that's not, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. And me, I'm saying, well, the Holy Spirit told me to do it. And so I'm adamant about what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. I mean, I, I, I want to do exactly what the Holy Spirit wants me to do, because at the end of the day, that's who I have to answer to um, on judgment day, right? To God. So I find our um, conversation kind of get a little, voices get raised a little bit and I get a little upset and I get a little frustrated and angry and I kind of shut down and say, well, well, Lord, then I'm not going to do anything. What, I mean, what do you, because we supposed to submit, but we know that's a big thing. As I heard your prophet LeBron say, strong woman, you know, we're strong women. We're women on the front line. But then when our husbands don't agree with what the assignment is on our life or for our life, then how are we going to submit? I mean, I'm, it's, it's a struggle within my marriage with um, my husband. He's coming around um, more and more, you know, prayer do change things. He's coming around and I thank God for that. Um, but it's so much more. And I'm just trying to, you know, humble myself and be patient with, you know, the working of the Holy Spirit with him, um, with that. Um, but it's so much more I, I want to do and want to, it's so much that the Holy Spirit have shown me to do and told me. And my husband, he's just like, not on board yet. He's like, okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, how long do I have to wait? 10 more years, five more years? What? How long do I have to wait? So ladies, um, I don't know if you all had a submission um, issue in your marriage, but I know it's a submission and I know it, do, it doesn't go one way. Um, submission is just not for the wives to submit to the husband, but the husband should also be submitting. If we both submitting, right? And my thing, if we both submitting to the Holy Spirit, right? I believe then that that home that you just described, Prophet Laron, um, will be intact. Because if I do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do, now all the time my husband's going to agree. And we're going to have, then he's going to say, I'm not submitting. Then he's going to say, well, I don't think you're doing what that Bible telling you to do. And I'm like, I am. I'm doing what the Holy Spirit told me to do. Well, that's what I want to do anyway. And see, my husband is very he doesn't put a lot of limitations on me. So I could go, 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 go. And then I don't realize that, oh goodness, I've been going a lot and I, I haven't focused in. And so that's where I get into, into trouble and, and challenges because he doesn't say verbally, hey, you can't do that, you can't do this. He might not go with me. 
I might go on my own, but he doesn't stop me from going. That that's the the what we have. I get guilty because I've been going so much and I feel like I've neglected him, the person. I don't have, you know, time. And that's why I have to learn how to be a little more strategic with all the things that I pick up and put on my plate to make sure because there were times where the, the tables were flipped and I was home with the kids especially when they were small and he was gone you know doing his different things and I would feel mad about that I mean I would tear the roof off because you weren't paying me enough attention you didn't even think that I was home so now that I wear that, wear that shoe sometimes I have to be conscious of how I felt during those times but as far as submission mm. I have to say mm on that because I have to work through that a little bit more I've gotten better and I and there are some areas with my husband that I'm really submissive with I mean like there's no question but then when I feel strongly about something or passionately like if I feel like God told me to do this then I'm like well Sir, the Lord has told me, and I'm choosing God over you. <laughs> but believe it or not, and this I'm going to be more quiet after this. Believe it or not, there were two situations where I was like, this is God. I'm choosing God over you. And when the Lord stopped me in my tracks about it, he told me, he said, I will you, even if your husband isn't going with you, I will always keep order where he's the head of the home and he needs to have some level of agreement. So it put me in a place where now I try to make sure that even if he's not going or doesn't um, support, let's say he thinks you're doing too much, that he's not in a disagreement with the mission or the purpose. Because there have been things that he disagreed with the whole thing completely and I still did it. And when I ran into trouble, God told me, he's still the head of the house and I function in that word order. That's why that's always in my conversation because God always talks to me about having order in my life and knowing the head and you know, I could be this strong alpha woman. I'm not a strong alpha woman, but I could be strong and independent. But listen, ultimately at the end of the day, God initiated and set the husband as the head of the home and he don't go against his will and his way and his word for no one. I don't care who, what your name is. So I had to learn that and be more conscious on that part. Mm. And for me in our house, um, submission has, um, submission is, has gotten better and easier for me um, after we went through some trials. So when I was disobedient or diso, you know, my, I was advised against doing certain things and I did them anyway, and I kind of fell and bumped my head a couple of times it got easier for me to listen to my husband and be okay because I, I knew, um, like Pastor Samantha was saying, that they, he only wanted what was best for me. Right. 
and he was only trying to protect me. And that's what husbands do. They protect. And so when, um, when it comes to disagreements between what we want to do or what we feel like God is telling us to do and that our husbands haven't gotten the memo, of course, we just keep on, you know, praying about it and asking the Lord to show him the same thing he's showing you. But like LaVon was saying, the most important thing is order and honor. Because if there isn't that order and that honor, then that's where, that's the start of disrespect. Mm, and when that my husband feels disrespected, he'll start to pull away. He'll start oh. to, win, and there'll be become this huge chasm that the enemy will use to make things even worse than what it is right now. Because mm. this is a spiritual battle that's being fought. Oh it's completely a spiritual battle. And the enemy sees the look on your face, the tone in your mm. attitude, the body language and all of that. When you're talking about what you heard the Lord tell you, the enemy will exploit that to no end and keep that division in your house. And if y'all are divided, there's no unity. There's no oneness. And where there is no oneness, he can come in Mm. And just totally jack up that whole house. The My whole God. house. So um, the Lord will mm-hmm. use this opportunity to help us be patient. And I know it seems like it takes forever sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but when we wait on the Lord and we have that order, things always end up so much better. So we just keep on praying and keep on Mm -hmm. trying to win our husbands over with that sacrificial heart and spirit Mm -hmm. of love and honor. Then they they may soften. They may hear more clearly what the Lord is saying even to them. They may be just being uh, obstinate or, or opposing just because, you know, the enemy is maybe trying to use them in in the whole situation. But we have to continue to be respectful, to honor them, to love them, not be withholding sex from them because they don't agree (laughs) or they won't give us our way or something like that. Mm -hmm. We cannot, we just have to lay it down to the Lord and ask him, ask God, to show your husband what he has shown you. Mm-hmm. And until he does, you keep on being obedient and submissive. Mm-hmm. And the scripture that I used to help me with that over time, because you know I shared earlier that that wasn't always the easiest place for me. And, and it did, and I agree with Renee, it created so much trouble and drama and, um, a bad, a bad marriage. It created a bad marriage being that type of woman, which is why God had to redirect me and redefine me. Not only the Proverbs about the husband not wanting to live with that contentious wife, but also in Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, he, get, he showed me that scripture I had to repeat it and pray it over my head and speak 
over me, that I'm submissive, I'm not hot-headed, I, I am a wise woman, I am a woman that my husband enjoys, but that verse in, in 1 Timothy 3 says, a wife, a, a wife submits to a husband and win him without a word. That is the power of the word of God working yeah. in your life, that when you show the power of God in your actions, yes. You can win your husband without a word. And, I, and I, he began to show me that, like me not saying nothing. Yes. And that is not the easiest thing for me to do, especially when I think I have a right to say something. But I, And I don't know when the Holy Spirit made me more quiet, to be honest. I just know that I started praying that and desiring that in my heart that I want to be this wife and this woman that my husband likes. <laughs> and mm. wants to come home to you mm -hmm. know and he would say that sometimes like what am I coming home for and you just so like fire and so I had praying that then God started doing different things like miracles and stuff like that and you're like mm, that was God mm, that was God <laughs> and they realized that your relationship with God brings benefit to the whole house and so they don't kick so much against the prick of you serving God. Mm -hmm. So I would say to strong, because there is a lot of strong women out there prior to marriage. Um, it's best that you sort of try to sort some of those things out prior to actually getting married, because while you're in the marriage, you're going to come up against those type of trials. Um, and some could have one sleeping on the couch and one sleeping in the bedroom. Um, some, some could have that separation. Um, as Renee said, you know, the enemy could come in because you want to do the will of God, right? But then you don't, you don't want to do the will of God here, but then you don't want to go against his word here. And for um, Timothy, I, I don't know what scripture, um, I don't know what script you got, you know, you came from there, but then you don't want to, you know, go against God here. You don't want to be the nagging wife. You want to be submissive, right? So to the wives that may listen to this broadcast, um, if your husband is out of alignment to the will of God, mm -hmm. wives, kingdom wives, what, what, would you, what would we say to that wife? Your husband is out of alignment. Without a word, that's scripture, right? Without a word, you say nothing. Nothing. You say Unless one are word. given the words to say. The, okay. Now, the, the thing about God, he is not a passive aggressive God. He is not. He is so wise and so kind. And that's why my um direction and, and anyone who knows me knows I, I love the word and 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 that's just something God has given me. I, I use the word because we have to learn to walk that thing out. And I realized that knowing the scripture is way different than walking the scripture out. Mm -hmm. So learning about building that relationship with God, you'll learn that he's not passive aggressive. He's not going to have you in here just silent, not saying nothing when you have all these things to say, but he's so wise. He will tell you how to say it, when to say it, when is the right time. And if we submit to God 
first, then we'll learn how to submit to our husbands because the Holy Spirit will be right there saying, I know you want to say that right now, but I think you should just keep it. It's not the right time. You, you said something right there. Yeah. And that's a response to the wives that, that may hear this broadcast and that is struggling because it's a, it's a real thing out there in marriages, especially kingdom. When we talk about kingdom marriages, it's a real thing with that submission thing when your husband is um, to the left and, and you're one way, he's one way. And um, I know we're not going to touch base on that unequally yoked scripture at all um, because a lot of them have it out of context. But needless to say, it's, it's real out there. Um, silence, listen to the Holy Spirit. But you said a key thing, Parker's. Um, LeBron is to listen and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you on when to speak and when not to speak um, because it has helped my marriage like I said up until this point it has helped um, because I am a boisterous woman and I am a woman about my father's business and one thing my prayer and silence um, has helped him to yield even the more to the call that is on my life um, and his call is even greater so he's yielding to that too and I've learned to understand his ministry and my ministry all in one. You know, that was a hard task. You know, I know what the Holy Spirit showed me about him, but I didn't see it. And I'm like, well, how long? You know, years has gone by. You know, we've been married a long time. You know, years has been gone by. And, and you're saying, how long, Father, how long? But we know his timing and our timing is different. But yes, with the silence at the right time, praying at the right time, and speaking up at the right time, we yield the results that is needed in this day and age. Yes. And the other thing, too, I think it's important to be mindful of is that when there is this division, even if we disagree with our husbands, if we are so vocal about that disagreement, where is the glory? to God in all of this and the work in us. Because it's like we're, we're, we're saying one thing, but we're behaving a different way. So they don't, they're not going together. So you're saying by, by speaking up, you are... When, when your husband disagrees uh-huh. and you are... Yeah, yeah, but not just, so you can say what you have to say. I'm not saying you be a doormat and don't say no. Okay, okay. You say what you have to say and say, I honestly believe that this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And if your husband says, I hear you, but I disagree and I don't think you should, then number one, he's got to take responsibility for that and he's accountable to God for that. But number two, the order comes in when you obey your husband and you honor him and he's not asking you to do anything wrong or bad, even though to you it may feel that way (laughs) because you may honestly feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. God said so. And and I'm going to obey God. Right. God told you to obey your husband. Right, so we, we're going we're going to table that right there, and we're going to search the scriptures mm-hmm. of that part because to say I'm gonna leave that right there. 
yeah my, my thing is to go against what the holy spirit told you see, see we talk about king we're not talking about women that straddle on the fence we're not talking about women don't know understand call purpose and all of that we're talking about kingdom-minded kingdom women right and, and if the holy spirit has spoken to you you hear the holy spirit has spoken to you Mm -hmm. and your mm -hmm. spouse have not yet caught hold to that. I understand wholeheartedly, yes, there, there's a silence time. There's a time we have to be quiet. There's a time that we have to yield. And there's a time that we have to speak up. And during, yeah. during this whole time, we're praying, fasting, yeah. doing all what we know to do, because we're kingdom women. We, we're not yeah. women that are just trying to figure this thing out. We are right. kingdom women sold out. Right, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, if the husband have not yet grabbed hold, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, the Holy Spirit will give you instructions on how to maneuver. As Prophet LeBron said, there's things, there's times where she go by herself, her husband don't go with her. Now, another husband could look at that and say, well, you're her covering, why you're not with her? Why would you let your wife go by herself? Mm -hmm. and, and I could look and we could say that's out of order, right? We could, and but like I said, he's going to be, he is accountable to God for his yes. actions yes. and his yes. lack of actions and for how he handles his responsibilities as the head of his house. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. I, totally agree. Well, I can say that I go all the time. When I tell you, I'm constantly on the move and my husband does not tell me where to go when to go, how long to stay, da, da, da. So he's awesome when it comes to that. But me as a kingdom wife, I know where to go, where not to go, how long to stay, when I need to get myself home um, because it's decent and in order. And I like when Renee stated the disrespect. So there are times um, that we as women period it doesn't even have to be a kingdom wife or a kingdom woman that we as women we want to wear the pants in the household and we don't wear the pants so it took a long time for me to understand that because i grew up with seven brothers and i am the only girl and i am the youngest so i was very spoiled and so when my husband came along and i began to tell him what I thought should be, what is not going to be. And immediately, because I was kingdom, God began to check me and say, sit down somewhere because you do not wear the pants in this relationship. You are the woman. And so there are also times when we get so caught up with our busy lives and lifestyles that we think is all about us, ladies. I'm going to just be honest. I'm transparent with mine. I don't know about you all, but I know me. So we feel like anything we do, we're supposed to have it going on and our husbands can't tell us enough is enough. Okay. So when I'm busy body doing my thing and getting new projects every single week, and sometimes my husband gives me this look. And he doesn't have to say anything at all. When he gives me this look, I automatically know, sit down somewhere because your husband getting aggravated with all this mess 
and all these projects that you say you're about to do. Do, do we really, this is a question I have everybody here and all the listening audience. Do we really, seriously, during the pandemic, we're trying to do this, 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 and this. Do we really put that much effort and time into our husbands? No, no. We're so busy trying to do this, do this and do this. But really, women, do we really put that much effort and time into our marriages? No. It's, it's so about us that we're forgetting what's real. Yeah. We're forgetting that we have families, we have children, we have grandchildren, we have husbands that want us to be with them. But we're so busy and so caught up in our own stuff that we're really forgetting about them. And I had to come to grips with myself recently and say, calm down. You know, your husband misses you. And he has a look on his face some days that tells me, I miss my wife. And when he said that to me that one time, I really calmed myself all the way down and said, you know, when husbands say that, when he said that, I listened because what my grandmother told me one day when I was a young girl, that if you leave a void, someone will fill it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you always check us. You check us on cooking last week night, checking us on. Yeah, gotta be checked. If I could just close my, my part out here. I, I All of that, what you said, Crawford, Samantha, um, really resonated um, mm -hmm. with me going through what I, I just, what I'm going through now and having to be bedridden and all that good stuff. Um, it, this time here has humbled me as, cause I've been a strong woman all, um, all my life. And, um, it humbled me in a way where my prayers, you know, again, you know, we don't know how God's going to answer the prayers, but he's answered prayers and, and the manifestation of the prayer answering came through me being down and my husband taking care of me and he's there. And then for us to fall in love. It's like, he don't like me to say it, but it's like, the, he said he always loved me, but I always say to fall in love again. Um, and it, it's the feeling where I'm looking at him different. And to me, it's like, he's looking at me a little different um, because it could have went the other way with me. And I could have been in eternal rest right now today, you know, but God didn't say so. He didn't say it was time. So my thing is now it's like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, yeah, you know, you just want to spend time because you can't really spend the, the time you want to spend. But we have like the love and the eyes and the touch and all that is just a little bit different than it was before I went through what I'm going through now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm humble and I'm appreciating looking at him. I'm appreciating him. Um, I appreciate the meals even the more now. Um, I appreciate just, you know, everything about the marriage and the relationship now. Um, but I'm still about my father's business um, and he understands it as well. And he's aboard like I said, now more than ever. So my prayers that I've been praying for these years, I've been praying some years um, regarding my marriage and kingdom building and all of that, it's manifesting. Um, so I thank God for that. To God be the glory for that. Yeah. So ladies, this was awesome. This was wonderful. And, and you know, we all have something to say and something to share. And I think that topic right there that Apostle Claudia hit on, we may need to just touch on that some more along the podcast of like, how do we 
even what Prophetess Samantha said, how do we make sure that we're building loving relationships, that our husband is built up, that we're giving love and receiving love, that that is a, a strong topic that a lot of married women have, and, and even people dating, like on their way to marriage, have. how do we keep that going? And when it fizzles out, how do we light that fire back up? So We'll try to integrate that in some more of our podcast sessions because we know that that is a hot topic for married women and we want our marriages to be spicy. We want our marriages to be exciting and we want to be what Prophetess Samantha was saying. We don't want to be so busy that we forget to take care of our own home. Ministry starts in your home. Kingdom building starts in your home. Yes. If your marriage and your home is weak, sweetie, what you take into the pulpit, what you take into the altar, what you take into the word. And that's why God had to begin to refine me on how I operated as a woman of God who says she loved the word. Then, then baby, walk it out. That, that's what we're going to end on. Walk it out and, and know that God has a time, a season, a, 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 a place for everything. He is so intentional. He is all about order. He loves family. He loves marriages that he was the one who said to Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. He he gave him the responsibility and naming the animals and all of that. But at the end of the day, when he looked down at Adam, he said, I got to give you somebody to be with and share life with. So in all your kingdom building, focus on your home, your marriage, don't, your friends, we start out on friends. Listen, they could fall away, you know, and some friends we, we talked about, they fall away, but that home, that marriage that you made a covenant with God on, focus on that, build that, be a kingdom builder in that. And when that is strong, the winds and the billows may blow, but the foundation, it won't fall apart. And then you'll be confident when you go to kingdom bill on the outside that you've seen God working from inside out and you won't have any any shame any shame coming out you know what I'm saying the the, the secrets come out because you would have done the work that's needed if if your marriage and your relationship needs work I would say work on that before you even work on the kingdom building stuff and then God will allow it to come forth. He will allow it to all come forth. So this was enjoyable. We look forward to our next podcast session. You are listening to Apostle Claudia, Prophetess LaVon Smith, Prophetess Samantha Council, and Renee Hastings. And it was just a blast to sit down and discuss love, marriage, relationships. And today we even hit on friendships. Blessings. Hello, and welcome to the CLRS podcast, where we are covered by grace, living abundantly, redeemed by Christ, and because of this, we are completely sold out. The purpose of this podcast is to walk this journey called life together while lifting, inspiring, encouraging, and supporting one another with excitement and truth through this gift of community. 
tune in every second and fourth Saturday for exciting, inspiring, real truth. Today's episode, we will be continuing our conversation on love, marriage, and relationships. I'll turn it over to Pastor LaVon. <laughs> 